Two Not Dead. Your survivor's guide to modern world. Uh, this week, we're tackling the 40 issue of Cancel Culture. And yeah, so before we get started, where are we, buddy? Uh, well, this week, we came to see Ricky Gervais because I'm not a funny man. This really hurts to say, for fuck's sake. This really pains me to say this. So who, who loves Ricky Gervais? We sure do. But there's no one here because he's been cancelled. I won't say that I love him, but... I despise Ricky Gervais. I, I'd say yeah, that Ricky Gervais loves Ricky Gervais. Yep. <laughs> if you listen to his comedy, no one loves Ricky Gervais more than Ricky Gervais. I tried to watch his film on on Netflix. Is it like the the, the discovery of lying or whatever that is? And the invention of just, lying. Yeah, it's a terrible film. It's just a horrible, terrible, poorly put together film that has so many gaping holes in it. Like, just a horrible film. But anyway, I'm happy he's been cancelled, and I'm happy we're here outside in the fresh air. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I guess we should just get on with this podcast. We've got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to come out of the bat first and just say I don't believe in cancel culture. I don't think it exists. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to be agreeing with Sam here. Is this really a thing, cancel culture? Isn't it just people who... Oh, oh my God. Wait, this is. You this guys aren't allowed totally, to agree. This was unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to change my views. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I just want to say before we get into the trenches, should we actually explain what the hell cancel culture is to our listeners that might not know what it is? And me, because apparently I have no idea what cancel culture is. So, actually, I'll explain the origin and then I'll explain what it's kind of become. So the first time that hashtag cancel, uh, cancel someone was used was against Taylor Swift because she had a Twitter spat with uh, Kanye West and the Kardashian and Kim Kardashian because Kanye used a lyric in his song about Taylor Swift and then Taylor Swift was all like, oh, I never gave him permission to do this. Oh, oh, oh what a douche. And then Kanye was like, yeah, but you, you said that I could use this. And then Kim Kardashian got into it. And then basically all of the Kardashian Kanye fans uh, were hating on Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift won an award for like best female artist. And so Kanye walked on stage, took the trophy out of Taylor Swift's hand and said, no, Beyonce should have got this instead. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, so that's when cancel Taylor Swift became a hashtag, and that was arguably the origins of, of cancel culture. And then you've got the Me Too movement comes in just after that. And so then you start getting ca- that hashtag cancel being used in conjunction with the Me Too movement. But essentially, cancel culture has evolved into like, I I see it as like three different uh, forms, which we've already Mm -hmm. talked a little bit about. So you've got deplatforming a public figure or business that that has, um, is is doing something that people, that is not part of the culture, that is not popular in, in modern culture. And this could be like something that they've contemporary done or something that has been dug up from their past. This could also include things like friends being like seen as un-PC now or whatever. Then you've got unfriending someone or a family member for having an opposing opinion. I'd argue that that is not cancel culture. That's something completely different that's being wrapped up into this. Okay, so that would have been my like yeah. that would have been my but, definition of it. But then there's the third one, which is defaming a historic figure. Um, and if you're interested in in our opinions on that, go back and uh, listen to our hot takes um, uh, hashtag statue gate. As well, there's uh, the post online. Um, uh, I can't even remember what I called it. But we've we've got a post about um, about statues online. I think it's about um, deleting history or something like that. Is in the title. But mm. yeah, basically that's the that's the three. And what I'd argue with these is that those three you've got. Like the statue, statue gate is like its own thing. I won't say it's cancel culture. Deplatforming someone, I think that's just like people have just taken different, they've taken boycott culture, so like normal deplatforming cultures and things like that, that have been going on for years, grouped them together and then so like called them cancel culture. And then to add like an extra layer to this, they've taken friends and family and lumped into that. 
but it makes it a bigger thing. It's a bit like how QAnon takes like lots of different conspiracies, merges them together to make them like this one big thing. So I'd say cancel culture is actually just, it's a Frankenstein's monster of different things that kind of interlink, but they're not the same thing. It's just that right. this all happens on social media. That, that's why I'd say it doesn't exist, but these things okay. individually do exist. But I, right, I yeah. won't say that they are actually the same one big thing, in my opinion. You're saying cancel culture, you don't believe cancel culture exists. And I tend to agree with you because isn't yeah. this just people who are trying to, you know, shut people down who have different views than them? If we get into a disagreement and then you're trying to shut down my Twitter feed because I'm saying stuff that opposes your views. Is that actually what happens though? Like, this is my thing. This is my thing with cancel culture. Like, I, I think that there's a lot of fear mongering about cancel culture, about like, oh yeah, like, oh, we got canceled. Uh. But I don't think it actually happens that way. I don't think it's like that much. I think it's mainly shit comedians and people with kind of shitty views, not owning up <laughs> to the fact that they have shitty views. Those are the people who mainly talk about cancel culture. I think it's like you or I, I don't yeah. think that it really matters for us. Plus, I think the other side of that, I'd argue about like deplatforming someone. So yeah. taking someone off of Twitter, like that's quote unquote cancelling someone. Is it your God-given right to have a platform? So say like someone's an anti-vaxxer or like yeah. they're spreading hate speech or something like that. Yeah. Is there that not person a- should be taken down. Yeah, like that person, they can be taken down. But would you say that in that scenario, they have quote unquote been cancelled? Like someone's just taken responsible action to say this is causing harm to a community online and they shouldn't be spreading that hateful speech like that. Like yeah. We spoke about boogaloos. Yeah. Speaking of spreading hateful speech, I'll just say quickly about how so Trump has condemned sort of cancel culture he said oh it's a it's mm. to well he didn't say totalitarianism because he can't say the word totalitarianism no. uh like totalitarianism. he says he says some other weird sounding words but that's the point he was trying to get across yeah but he is someone who has um led a totalitarian state <laughs> yeah well he, he's, he's the one who he's the one who champions a lot for cancel culture Right, like he oh, says, yeah, totally. like he he is someone that says you should boycott this. This person said this about me, and I don't like that. You should boycott this thing because he is in a position. I think that is a problem because he yeah, is someone yeah, that's out here that has a lot of influence as the president of mm. the United States. And when he's out here saying you should boycott this person, this company, mm -hmm. this that and the other, he's someone who technically thrives from this mob mentality that really yeah. is what I I see as as cancel culture is this big mob mentality is this that uh, you get certain people behind it to say boycott this or mm. do that and the other that yeah. like, that's where or, or is it all a bit constructed like you're saying you don't mm. believe it Cass like is I, it is this yeah, is it faux is it like like it's like similar to what I believe is you know I call it faux rage where people mm. get upset about everything when it's yeah. just like, but did you care before? What I would call faux rage was when we were talking about like the statues, right? A lot of people were getting upset about the statues. Yeah. Or for them being torn down rather is, is what I was getting at. It's just like, did you care about that statue before? Yeah, th that was my thing with that. No one knew who Edward Colston was until, yeah. well, at least outside of Bristol, no one knew who it was. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, I, I, I do, I agree with you on that. Like, I think that on, like, I, I don't like using the left and right as an art, as like a way of um, categorizing people because I think it's lazy and no one is <laughs> like saying that someone's left and someone's right. Like, I, I don't think that's a good way of talking about the world because it perfectly, it's like it keeps up this um, tribalism idea that we've yeah, got Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's just I, like I, you, see it, you see it all the time where people yeah. associate themselves party with... party or, like, or... Yeah, yeah. A, a side. Like you see it in like where with sports, but then when you go further than that, when it's just like becomes part of your identity in a way. Yeah, it's, it just becomes a bit sad. Do you have nothing else going on in your life? Like yeah. are you not a full... You're not a fully... Uh, to 
uh, to, to research this, I've had to watch a lot of um, like, like people who self-identify as right-wingers. And so to quote Jordan Peterson, I, you're not a self-actualizing person <laughs> or like you're not, a, <laughs> you're not a whatever person. So you're not keeping up to his 12, um, 12 rules, uh, which um, Jordan Peterson himself does not keep up to. So like, who cares? What I'd say with like um, boycott culture and stuff like that, that's always been going on. That's happened for like years anyway. And the thing is that I don't think, I think that there's something strong about that. And I think that's something that you can't, I, I don't think boycott culture is necessarily a bad thing. And in mm -hmm. fact, it's actually, if you believe in free market capitalism, you believe in boycott culture because that's basically what free market capitalism talks about. The market will find a way. Um, if something is undesirable, then people vote with their wallets. They don't go and purchase those items. They boycott things. Yeah. And so that means that these unsatisfactory practices will stop happening, which is what in some places, which is why a lot of companies trying to... Yeah, like, it's holding companies and people accountable, right? Like, that's got to yeah. be different. Like, I would view that as different to to cancel culture. If you had a company, for example, that abused its staff, paid them very low wages, while the CEOs and big bosses had higher wages, they had unsatisfactory work conditions mm -hmm. and what have you. I think that is something that should be challenged. Yeah. You shouldn't just look at that and be like, hang on a second. Mm -hmm. you sh you, yeah, you should definitely get away with that. Yeah. But like, I would view that as different than cancel culture personally. Like I think boycott and cancel culture, like they're two different things. <laughs> but because I, I feel like it's the same. Like, I suppose cancel is basically your... I think the difference might be that when you're cancelling someone's talk appearance, so they're a speaker at a, at a university and you, you, you don't want them to come, so you're cancelling that, or mm. you're, you're stopping some sort of event, or shutting down a Twitter account. Like I want to get into at some point about like the, um, the people who are fighting who are fighting against cancel culture and are benefiting from this, mm -hmm. this idea that cancel culture quote-unquote exists. I don't see it as necessarily a, a bad thing. Like, can I give an example of someone who, like in England, they talk about with cancel culture, and I'd say, yes, they should be cancelled. There's a historian called David Starkey. Over the years, he's had, said multiple racist things in public and in his books. And for some reason, it took this long for him to be, uh, for people to talk about cancelling him. And so I think he lost his, I think he might have lost his job at the institution he was working at. I'm not sure. But like, um, this is someone who um, the, the brave true fighters are for free speech are arguing um, should, um, should still have his position. But... The thing is that David Starkey is a historian. The reason that I think he should be cancelled is that he's a historian. If you are outwardly and openly racist, how can you say that you are objectively telling history? Because so I think we mentioned in an episode before about like the relation of history. And like my opinion of history is that history is malleable because essentially history is basically uh, factual storytelling. But within factual storytelling, you can hide bits, you can change bits, you can play up certain angles to get the opinion that you want to come across. Mm -hmm. So if you've got some website, someone who is like a prolific historian in the UK, if they're able to tell these kind of stories in with this clear bias, is that really fair? Like I, I'd argue that they should be taken out of that position because they can't actually objectively talk about their subject matter anymore. Right, yeah. No, what do you guys feel on that? I, that that's something that I feel, yeah, definitely, they, they shouldn't have such a high status. Maybe keep their books around, but give it a, like, a tag of, this guy showed a clear bias, like a, a clear pro-white bias. No, I see. I, like, this is where I keep like messing up my... My understanding of cancel culture is pretty much taking away people's platform. Let's let's keep on the gravy train here of uh, not loving um, Ricky Gervais. If we take his platform away and effectively 
make him unemployed in the public appearance sector. He he might he'll he still has money, so he'll still be in the background developing comedies, and he'll have other he'll get himself another job definitely. Yeah. But if we take away his stand-up uh, shows and his stand-up appearances and his mm-hmm. guest appearances and all of that, because of his you know views or or his message, to me that's a very normal or or quote-unquote acceptable thing to do so we'll go away from david starkey for a sec but if we go on to like celebrities that have that have been cancelled where's my list let's have a look so two people that i know who have been cancelled uh kevin hart was uh i think it was the two that it was last year the 2019 oscars he was kicked off of the oscars he was meant to be the host but he was kicked off and the reason that he was kicked off was because these homophobic tweets that he had made had come to light. Okay. And, and people can argue, oh, but this is in the past. It wasn't that long ago before he was given the job at the Oscars it, that he had made these. So it, you couldn't say, oh, he was a different person back then. It's like, oh, what, a couple of weeks ago, he was a different person. So okay. it was brought right. to light well, that he'd made these homophobic tweets and people were outraged that he'd done this. And he was asked to apologize. Yeah. He refused to apologize. Okay. And then he was kicked out. I, I don't see, like, people are raising this as, oh, the terrors of cancel culture, but he made an offensive remark. He was called yeah. out on his offensive remark. Right. Fair enough, if you stand by your guns, but you do understand that what you've said is deeply offensive to people out there. And, like, yeah. and, and so, so he, got, he was no longer the host for the Oscars. And people are like, oh no, poor Kevin Hart, poor Kevin Hart. I'm sure that with all his millions in his mansion, he's like crying himself to sleep at night because he got cancelled because of uh, the, because of these damn trolls that took him from his platform. But of course, Kevin Hart shortly after that was still doing stand-up comedy, was still doing films, was still raking in money just because yeah. he lost his position as host of the Oscars doesn't mm-hmm. mean that like, he actually lost anything. He was just taken out of this one thing. Ricky yeah. Gervais, who we spoke about as well, um, still does tours, still ha- makes loads of money off of books. Uh, like last year, he hosted, I think it was the Golden Globes. Like, yeah. He, yeah. Like, he, and he still like, actively goes out to try and be as offensive as possible. Another person, so last person I'm going to mention this a little bit is Lewis C. Clark. Yeah. Lewis C. Clark, got fired for masturbating in front of his female colleagues. Yeah. He sexually assaulted people. Like that is a sexual assault. If so if you're masturbating mm-hmm. in front of your female colleagues without their without their permission to do so, if you want to masturbate in front of each other, go for it. Just ask permission yeah. first. Did that. So he act so this was part of the Me Too movement that this came out. He actively did sexual assault on female uh, members of the stage crew and other, and I believe it was other female uh, stand-up comedians. And so he lost credibility. He got thrown out of clubs. And so people are raising this as, oh no, he got cancelled, right? If he is a he's a sex offender in, in, in my book there, like mm-hmm. don't protect, don't defend the sex offender for their disgusting behavior. No. Uh, Lucy Clark just uh, so like last year did a sellout tour uh, to yeah. rapturous applause as he came on stage. He's right. not ca- like he got thrown out for doing this offensive thing, but he hasn't properly apologized for it. And he's still make and he's making jokes about it. So I don't know what what like what the thing is, especially with the whole Me Too movement as well. Like lo- loads of people, like Harvey, what would we say Harvey Weinstein got cancelled for raping people? No, he got charged for being a rapist. <laughs> Holding people accountable for being pieces of shit and doing horrible things. That's the world we live in. Right. Why, but, but I was yeah. just going to say real quick, because you mentioned quite a few comedians there, and it's just like, it's almost like um, cancel culture and comedians go hand in hand. Yeah. Again, like a lot of this stuff, it comes from the past that resurfaces today. Like, old tweets are found and then that person is quote-unquote cancelled sometimes not even that old but yeah yeah Yeah. but i just uh like some of these comedians will make you know offensive jokes because Mm -hmm. because and it's always said like it's about 
being offensive and then be like, oh, but it's not, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Like you can't cancel me because that's the English language because at some point, if you're mm. offended by literally everything, like I, I saw, a, what's his name? I think it was John Cleese. It was either John yeah. Cleese or Steve Fryer was saying about how they felt like peace, like when things became more PC, that was for the betterment of everyone. Mm. It's just like people were trying to be like, okay, let, maybe let's yeah. not make jokes about uh, home, uh, homophobia, transphobia, uh, the disabled yeah. people who don't have. But then it's just like, oh, well, if I can't make jokes about mm -hmm. certain things, then I'm just going to get cancelled. It's just like, well, then don't don't make shitty jokes. Yeah. It's like, it's not, hey. Oh, sorry, go on, Cass. I think John Cleese as well, there's more weight to his argument because he, he with the rest of the Monty Python troupe, they had the weight of the church behind them when they released The Life of Brian. Mm -hmm. like they, had, they were literally trying to be um, like cancelled by the church and they literally, I saw an interview with them where they're trying to make like these arguments about no, Jesus is a figure in this film. We're not depicting Jesus. And like they were talking about the scene at the end where they're all on the crucifixes. And, and they're saying, look, this is offensive because you're showing, um, you're mimicking like, the death of our Lord. And like thousands of people were killed this way. And that <laughs> part of Jesus dying as crucifixing, it makes it more powerful because he died as a common man, as mm -hmm. thousands of people died. It wasn't in this one-off event. Yeah, it wasn't a special thing. The, yeah, and, and that was what they were saying. Like, it, it doesn't take away from your religion. We're saying that this is someone who was mistaken as a messiah, not that they were Jesus, because there is literally a scene where Jesus appears and it's meant to be them depicting the scene where... It's the bread and the fish. Yeah. Uh, Brian and his mum are at the very back of the crowd and they're playing off like, you can't hear Jesus because he's too far away. So it's like, what did he say? But <laughs> either way, like, um, like for John Peace, when he literally had like a, an old school council go on him. And like, I, I totally said as well, like if, where people say, oh, you can't say anything nowadays, you can't make comedy. I was watching um, Only Fools and Horses mm -hmm. and Literally, like they, it's it's you could make that show today. Some bloke living in Peckham selling dodgy merchandise down the market. Yeah. You could still make that show today, and probably wouldn't have to change. Like you probably wouldn't even have to change that much about it. Like maybe there's one or two jokes that you might rethink and not make, but you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to change the car. The car is perfect. No, you'd have to change the car. No, no. Robin, man. no. What, what would you change the car to in 2020? Segway. They, they just yes. carry boxes on Segways. But then, <laughs> then I would just think of uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The iconic I, movie of the Segway. Yeah, and I, 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 think, I think as well, like, there needs to be an acknowledgement of, because like we're saying, like, you could still make that, but there's some things that we probably would, like, we would change and it, it might not stand to today's standards. But yeah. nothing, like, nothing should stand to the standards of what happened 20, 30, 40 years ago. If yeah. we've got the same, as a culture, if we've got the same ideas that we did that long ago, think about when that TV series was being made, I mm -hmm. believe that there were politicians pushing for homosexuality to be illegal. There were all sorts of things that were happening that were offensive. There were all sorts of, uh, there weren't the same equalities acts and things like that. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be going back there and to sit here and say, oh no, you need to understand it was a different yeah. time. So, so like, that's not, so the, that's the, not John, the John Cleese thing, it was actually, I, I saw that because uh, they removed an episode of, Fully Towers, where he speaks about what kind of extremist you can be, but it's like from the position of being a left wing or a right wing. So it's mm. just, oh, if you're a left extremist, your enemies are the media and all this, that, and the other. And if it's just like if you're a left wing, these are the things you hate, and if you're a right wing, these are the things you should hate. Mm. But then that was that was removed. But then in that same sort of jest, you have things that have been removed, like. Uh, Bo Selector, which didn't happen that long ago, like the early no. 2000s, where you have Bo Selector and Little Britain, where you have oh, them trash. De depicting. Oh, I love depicting, Little Britain. 
Why? Why? It's stereotypes, but like in very offensive ways, right? But Um, they're they're offensive primarily against white people. I mean, yeah, they do. No, because it's also like... Primarily, primarily, but they do take on everything. There's There's the Emily Howard, the transvestite, who's a lady. They did do blackface, which is is, isn't defendable today. I mean, I feel like it was really indefendable back then. But if you look at blackface in general, with like literally Mm. just a black circle on a white person's face, they went that extra step. It wasn't like that lazy archetype that we had in the past, where it was Mm. literally a black face with with large red lips. It was that extra step where it's just like, no, everyone the 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 production the directors everyone that the the people who did the make no one at this point for we're put we're putting a white person and depicting them as a black person because it's a joke right like that that's that's what you can always get behind is like right oh but it's not we're not actually being racist or being whatever Mm. we're doing it for the sake of comedy there is that line there right there will there would be there is what should be cancelled, what shouldn't be cancelled. Mm-hmm. It's just like, can yeah. you hide that then, behind then, a joke? Because I can come out here now, like on this podcast, and say something offensive and be like, oh, but actually it was only a joke. Yeah, yeah, it sounds... Yeah. No, I, I get it now, but... And this is a very... And I understand that this is a very weak argument. And I'm not trying to defend... Blackface. I'm not trying to defend that. Not Gosh, at all. Hope not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but as an outsider looking at Little Britain, okay, they made fun of everyone. Not that it's not that it makes it any better, but yeah. they didn't. But at least I, I feel like that's that South Park defense in a way because oh, South Park they they offend everyone. So if if everyone's equally offended, then does that make it okay? Yeah. And I mean, no, and I get it. I understand there are definitely tropes there that you shouldn't make fun of. But at the same time, in the environment that this was made, mm. in the era that was made, it's it's like a throwback. Like, what was that? What was that one? Um, I mean, it was the early 2000s. Where it, it, it wasn't yeah. that long ago. And I, I'm not going to, I don't think that it's really fair to say that, like, I just thinking about what was happening in the nineties with um, with the UK. We had um, the left, like in the eighties, we had national national front. We had different racist gangs. We had racist, like a gang just called racist attack. Yep. Not even hiding it behind anything else. It's just like, oh yeah, no, we are yeah, yeah. And then you also had the Stephen Lawrence murder. You had like loads of things going on, and like within all this, to have. I, I don't think, I think that the whole point was that it wasn't of its time. It wasn't like a thing. It was, we know we're offending people. And that's what they were getting at. It's the, because there's bankability on offense. Like this is how like a lot of the like American news sells itself. That's why this tribalism exists because people want to be like, like, I, I hate it when someone uses the word triggered in their the podcast or like their name or whatever they do, because it's like, oh, I'm, oh, triggered. Oh, no, the lefties weren't like this. Whoa, I'm such uh, a funny. I think funny. you mean the lefty snowflakes. Uh, yeah, the woke. <laughs> yeah, we're going to offend the woke by saying triggered. We're such funny. I'm a comedian. Like whenever they do that, so I Jack know that they, yeah, fucking prick. I know that they are like they're trying to they're intentionally trying to bait people, but they're baiting people on on the quote unquote left, whatever that is, so that they can get offended by this. And then the people who go within the tribalism of the right, they're trying to they're going there so they can be like, oh, finally freedom of speech like oh great finally everywhere i look people are agreeing with me because we're the unspoken silent major uh, minority majority whatever uh, that are so oppressed I, I think i get what you're saying but like i do think that they were literally going for an offense card in the same way as like if you look at a lot of chuck law's com- comedies like the comedy that he produces so that's um two and a half men and big bang theory they literally go for the offense card 
because um, they use us and them as a as comedy. Like yeah. every episode, almost every episode of um, the Big Bang Theory, there will be a joke about Raj being Indian, a joke about Howard being Jewish. A, like obviously there's going to be a random nerd reference that isn't actually a joke it's just a reference to something nerdy which is then given a laugh track uh, it, it's shit comedy and um, it's like they do lots of misogynistic comedy in there as well and it's like oh this is funny because they said a controversial oh they brought up that Raj comes from India ah he's different from us oh they brought up that Howard's Jewish ah he's different from us it's, like, it's lazy comedy it's my it's like my whole thing and like yeah that's why it's like I feel like a lot of offensive comedy comes from is that it's literally yeah. just lazy we can have such like great comedies like one of my favorite comedies is Brooklyn Nine-Nine although police and all that at the moment whatever but it's a really well-written show Community is a, a fantastic show yes, it's great yeah it's great, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm rewatching that actually yeah, at the like, moment. You can they took be out Avatar. funny. You can be funny without being offensive. It's just, yeah. you just have to no, maybe but... work a little harder. But I just want to touch on something that Cass said about looking back at the past, where where like where you were mentioning um, only fools and horses, <coughs> where you could make that today. You might have to make some changes, but for the most part, that comedy should still work because it was about those characters. It's a funny concept. Yeah. There was an episode I was watching the other day where it's just like Del Boy, because Del Boy's a trickster and he tricks someone and it's just, it just plays off. It's hilarious. But, you know, if you found something from the past and you're like, we need to cancel that, which is, again, we're talking about cancel culture, is just, I think we need to move on because you can't, just because you remove it, that doesn't change anything. We need to, like, I think be more you know again and it's just like instead of looking at that person that we're attacking it's just like hey you did a goof but mm. instead of being like cancel you that person should be allowed to grow and learn from their mistakes because yeah. i can guarantee that all of us have probably said something that's not pc at some point in our lives growing up right yeah no human is perfect someone's mm -hmm. always going to say something wrong but it's important as human beings that we recognize those mistakes that we made from when we were like young teenagers yeah. compared to now, right? I said something offensive when I was younger and I was still making those same statements today. Mm -hmm. That would just show like I haven't grown as a person. Like I, yeah, I, right. I don't want to be like, you know, like, like let's take, um, mm. what's her name? JK Rowling for, as an example, right? Yeah. Should she be cancelled for what she's saying? Or she, like that that's like the big like thing, right? It's just that she mm. seems to be given opportunities time and time again for her like uh, what a lot of people believe to be transphobic views. She's liking tweets that are very problematic. And then yeah. when people have questioned her about it, she's doubled down. Yeah. No, I th I think that she should be taken up a uh, I think she should be like, held accountable for like, views that she has. I think everyone should be held accountable for a view that she has. But like, um, are people going to take her books down or her films down? No. When people may say that she's cancelled, I think the whole thing, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think that the whole thing is that it's about being accountable. If mm -hmm. you say something and through the eyes of where, it's like, like there's loads of things that I've said that are that must be offensive and there's loads of things in my past that i regret having done and i think and i think i should be held accountable for some of the things that uh, were done in my past and i've apologized personally to the people that i feel like i did that to most of the time but there's probably loads of other things that i've forgotten that i did that are like oh shit actually you reminded me you did return the keys to the office i think you made amends for that one I don't know what we're getting at, and I'm scared now. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what office? What did I do? Uh, oh, 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 oh. Uh, I mean, that was an. Oh, I like that I was just had his mother blown live. We were both drunk. I didn't know where she put her keys. Like uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to them. steal them. <laughs> You did return them, so... I did return yeah. them as best I could. <laughs> okay, yeah, so there was that. Uh, but yeah, I, I just want to mention there's two last things that... I, I'm putting up three fingers, but there's two last things that I, I'd like to mention. So there's like some people who are active advocates 
against cancel culture that I wanted to make mention of. Yeah, okay. Um, and then there was actually a, this was an accepting thing. So three people that I want to mention. First up is Obama. Obama. Yeah. So this is a quote from the 2019 Obama Foundation Summit. Uh, he doesn't make, he doesn't say cancel culture by by it's like straightforward, but it's basically implied. I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media, that the way of me making change is to be a judgmental, is to be as judgmental as possible about other people, and that's enough. If I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or use the wrong verb, then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because, man, did you see how woke I was? So that's Obama speaking out about cancel culture. Uh, other people who are quite vocal about cancel culture are Trevor Noah. Like he's gone and spoke about cancel culture recently. It's like talking about how like you should be able to say things, you shouldn't uh, be pulled up on these things. Amy Schumer as well is another person that talks about these. Like there's Amy Jamil Schumer Jamila. shouldn't be allowed to say anything now. She should be cancelled the thief. Dude, okay, this is my point. This is my point. So Amy Schumer saying uh, no to cancel culture. Would you like to say why Amy Schumer might not be able to talk about cancel culture in this way? I was just going to say, like, she is, she's a fine one to talk about anything because she would have probably stolen that speech from someone else. Yeah, she steals people's material all the time. Plus, if you look back at Amy Schumer's original stand-up, it's basically just racist. Right? Her first very early stand-ups, like she, when she got a bit more of a platform, she made like this big stand about being um, a feminist and like fighting for women's rights and and like and anti-body shaming. But basically. When she started, she made like misogynistic jokes and she all of her material was basically racism. Mm-hmm. And because that was easy, lazy jokes to make so that she could get a big following. So I don't watch Amy Schumer. I boycott Amy Schumer. I'm, I'm not saying I cancel her. I don't watch what she does because I think she's a shit comedian. And I think that she started her career in the, in the worst possible way. Uh, Trevor Noah, I do actually watch and I do enjoy some of his stuff. However, he's recently, some of his tweets have come back into light from, I think it's 2009 or something, which yeah. he refuses to apologize for. He was tweeting about Chris Brown. Like, I'm not going to read the debate on what he said, but basically one of um, one of the tweets was saying, like, um, Chris Brown um, got the top uh, billboard slot. Looks like he beat Rihanna again. And uh, there was another one about um, about him, about Chris Brown beating Rihanna. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you think domestic abuse is this funny? And like Chris Brown, for one thing, I even in back in 2009, before cancel culture was a thing, I was always thinking, why? Like, fair enough, he did his time, but why is this guy given a platform? Why is this guy getting like billboard charts well, like, and things like, like that? It's you, you say that, but he's just, he's like more profitable now than he ever was. Yeah, totally. Uh, but I, I just found it so weird that he literally, it was this huge public scandal where he, like the photos of Rihanna, it wasn't just, oh, he slapped her about a bit. He, like, that's a full on punch to the face to give her a black eye like that. That's, oh, I, I remember like jokes at the time being like, oh, we didn't go far enough. Like, oh, I would definitely like have done her right. Yeah, I mean, so, whoa, horrible. that's. Like, uh, and so I think for Trevor Noah not to come out and apologize for, like, he's just saying, oh, yeah, I said some silly things like, back in the day, but I'm not apologizing for them. Because, like, if you're not apologizing for a silly thing that you said years ago, I think that you still hold that belief. That's my thing on it. it, it you can say, oh, yeah, I said some silly, silly things, and I apologize for those silly things. Yeah. Those silly things are offensive, and I don't believe in them. But, yeah. And um, lastly on here, uh, Obama. So he, he did this summit. There's loads of Obama critics out there of what Obama's done wrong and so forth. And to be honest, Obama, the drones, come on, mate. And there were like other things to, to do with like the Obama administration that didn't work out. And I do think that overall he was like trying to do good things. 
But like, there's so many things that I'm just like, no, mate, no. But then this summit came a month, like this speech came a month after he had started a lawsuit against a charity, I think, that are based in Canada called Higher Power. Mm-hmm. And basically, Obama, since he left the White House, he and his wife have started up their own production company and they want to use the higher power name as the name for their production company. They've got a huge um, huge deal with Netflix and I think they're going to start rolling out a bunch of documentaries on Netflix and it sounds fine, but basically it's a for-profit production company. Higher power, the book publishers that they took, that they take that they took to court and have now stolen the name from is a charity that is helping people from marginalized communities get publishing um, rights and mm-hmm. be able to publish their own books so they can tell stories from their communities. And it's a non-for-profit charity. So a fantastic charity that's like the published, if anyone knows much about the publishing world, it's not very diverse. Like it's more diverse than it has been, but it's not the most diverse. And so actually giving people uh, the disability to have their voice, fantastic. And that's why it was called Higher Power. The reason Obama and, his, and Michelle wanted that name is because uh, they really like Stevie Wonder. Did they not have come up with another name? Yeah, exactly. They could have just come up with another name rather than just taking it off of this charity and taking them to court. And yeah. Michelle, I believe, uh, used to be a barrister or a lawyer. Yeah, uh, Obama was, yeah. has got, I think he's got a law degree as well, and he's the ex-president of the United States. And then Higher Power is just like a small non-for-profit charity somewhere being bullied by Obama. And so his speech that came out as anti cancel culture came just after this was hitting the news mm-hmm. so it always feels like people do a shitty thing or a shitty thing comes up and then they're like oh yeah cancel culture is bad so, oh no maybe you being a dickhead's bad yeah <laughs> yeah don't disagree there and then jamia jamia i have no idea what what skeletons are in her closet but she's she's so against cancel culture there's got to be something there I reckon Ghislaine's going to tell us what. Ooh, hot take. I, I don't actually believe in that. I don't believe that she'll actually done that, but there's a chance. Yeah, well, I mean, considering what people are there, there's always a chance. Anyway, yeah, so that's that's that. And um, I don't know, there was one one last thing that I, that I was going to say about the Redskins changing their name. This was an interesting one with this, because like, obviously it's been an offensive name and people have went to get rid of it for a while. Mm. But the person who started who who's like worked with the Redskins to develop their name was a, a Native American. And he he's what he was one of the First Nation people from America and he started up the council and so he did a lot of work to get um get Native, Native American rights and indigenous people's rights into like the forefront and he did huge work with that. And part of having the Redskins as a basketball, as a baseball team, sorry, um, part of that was so that because back then when he did that, it that meant representation. And so to have say someone out there, it gave them representation. But obviously now in 2020, it mean it has a very different meaning, and it's and it's actually and it's not it's not acceptable. And so the grandson of um, of this person who actually this Native American person who works with the basketball baseball team that he completely acknowledges that that it should be changed and he says that this was my grandfather's legacy this is what my grandfather aimed to do with it however we are in a different time now and so it's acceptable that it does change however do do remember that there was good at the heart of this when it Mm. first came about so I thought that was an interesting take on that yeah, oh, and I mean, it shows that you made something that's contemporary. Times change, so contemporary things, if they want to stay current, they have to change as well. Certainly, certainly. One last point that I just wanted to tap on there that I think that's like going through cancel culture, I feel like there's been a change in what cancel culture is. Because like before, because like I think definitely boycott culture and stuff like that always happened, but I think like where people are scared of this is because it's 
accelerate because of social media and that interconnectivity. Mm-hmm. So everyone's got a voice. Zucky gave us that. Zucky babes. Um, yeah. Stop sucking that <laughs> Zucky. <laughs> Hashtag suck the Zuck. But I feel like when it was like Shinoda Connor got cancelled for speaking out about sexual abuse from the Catholic Church back in the 90s. Uh, the Dixie Chicks. She tore, got, she tore up a photo of the Pope. She, so she did, she did a little bit more than just speak out about the sexual abuse. Just want to point that out. But. Well, yeah, she did a bit more. But I mean, it was because she felt that it was it went that high and it was being covered up. Um, oh, and it definitely it definitely needed to be done. And canceling her was maybe a tad extreme because let's face it, the church should not be uh, yeah. should not be above criti- crit- criticism. Like you no. should be allowed to criticize mm-hmm. and she had a voice and she should have it. And I mean, today she's got some weird ideas. Oh yeah. She's probably got some weird ideas, but like, yeah, like, well, that, that's another story. Um, oh, yeah, but it, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But then as well, you've got the other one that I was thinking about when I was looking at this is um, people like, so we already mentioned uh, Monty Python's flying circus. And it's like how, once again, they were criticizing, they weren't criticizing the church, but it's like, they got cancelled first, like talking about organised religion in that way. And then you've yeah. got the Dixie Chicks who have recently just released a new album, which actually sounds pretty good. Weren't really? they racist? Weren't the Dixie Chicks racist? Weren't they? No, the- Dixie uh, is a ra- is like that's been pushed to the side. But it, what actually got got rid of them was um, they spoke out about the the war with Iraq. So they got cancelled uh, right. for talking about that. Yeah, um, big time. They were one of the biggest country bands at the time. And yeah, then they yeah. spoke out about against the war in Bush, the Bush administration, and then goodbye, Dixie Straight Chicks. Away. But we're now just As, called the Chicks. Yeah, they're just called the Chicks now. Uh, okay. So they, dro- they dropped the Dixie. Um, but so with those three, they're talking about, they got cancelled for attacking like, establishments authority. And, yeah. and authority. Right now, we've got a quote-unquote cancel culture and people are scared of being cancelled, but these people who are talking about being cancelled are actually attacking the little man. They're mm. actually attacking minorities. So you've got Obama attacking it. Um, it's like he's worried that he's going to be um, cancelled for what he did against that charity. Trevor Noah is talking about, um, is saying, oh, I should be allowed to talk about um, domestic abuse. Other people are worrying about being cancelled for being uh, racist or being, or being sexual predators. I, they, this is why I think cancel culture doesn't exist, but there is a deeper problem, which is authoritarian culture, where people are actually using this. I'm all for, I think we should all be fighting upwards. It's about who's in control. And when we start to say that minorities are in control, that's just ridiculous. Like That's my problem with this whole thing. It, it feels like it's about keep the status quo. Ulfa, uh, you got any final yes. thoughts on cancel culture, dude? I would just like to say thank you for for clearing up my misunderstanding on council culture. Secondly, I think that you are, of course, you are entitled to have your views and your opinions. And having a view and an opinion is important for mm-hmm. all of us. Because if you don't have, if you don't have a view or an opinion, you're just going to go with the flow. And as we all know, silence is support of the oppressor. So if someone's doing something that they shouldn't be doing and you're not speaking out against it, that's not going to go in mm. the victim's favor. But at the exact same time, as we have mentioned with, for example, Trevor Noah, the ideas and opinions we once held should be challenged and should be changed. And like Craig, like you said, you had opinions in the past which you have now changed or dropped because you've grown as a person, keep challenging yourself, keep challenging your ideas. I think it is important to listen to what people who disagree with you have to say, Mm -hmm. if only to be able to ridicule them better, (laughs) which is why I have not deleted a lot of Trump supporters off my Facebook. I'm just waiting for them to do it myself, uh, for them to do it themselves when they (laughs) give up on my socialist lifestyle and, and my socialistic dreams. (laughs) but it is infuriating. I don't allow it to tax me, but it is infuriating just to see how callous and cold people can be. And I, Mm. and these are people, most of these people are older than I, 
And therefore, I'm giving up hope that they're going to grow out of it. But at the same yeah. time, they always laugh with, oh, you're stirring the pot, you're stirring the pot. Are we going to just sit here and let things burn to the bottom of the pot? No. People who are not contributing to a better society should not have a platform. That includes Kim Kardashian as well. And all of these, <laughs> all of these celebs. Hashtag cancel Kim. Let's just be honest here. What good has she done? Hands down, what good has she done? She might divorce Kanye West. That'd be funny. What good has she done for society? Honestly, I can't. Hearing that story about Obama really, come on, man, you should be better than that. He presented himself better than that as a U.S. president. He should be better than that. Yeah. yeah. What can you do? Again, challenge your views, listen to the other side, and strive to be a better human being. I think that's like what I've been saying from day one. Yeah. All right. Well, that was cancel culture. Dead and done. Hashtag cancel culture cancelled. I don't know how. Hashtag don't know how to use hashtags. Um, yeah. We don't so, think about them. <laughs> so yeah, Craig, where can you find us, bud? Uh, so just before we get on to where you can find us, I just want to point people to a video that I found quite enjoyable and very uh, informative about uh, cancel culture. It's from Aisha Akambi. Just go on Google. You can type that in or just search mm -hmm. cancel culture from Double Downers. She will explain or be able to articulate this stuff way better than ever I could. So <laughs> uh, she, she does this whole, she has a full interview as well where she speaks about cancel culture, wokeness, privilege, and freedom of speech. So it's some of the stuff, topics uh, mm -hmm. we've discussed today and have discussed in the past. So again, Aisha can be, yeah, just, just try and Google her. But you can find us at notdeadpodcast.co.uk. Sometimes it's the other way around, so I've got confused. So you can find That's us true. at notdeadpodcast.co.uk. You can email us at podcastnotdead at gmail.com. It's tricky, I'm pretty that sure one. someone had the other one. So make sure it's notdeadpodcast is for the website, podcast not dead for the gmail and the same Spotify. for our social media as well so instagram and twitter is uh is where you can social media us. spotify spotify uh, spotify Cass is also working uh, alongside a article or to go along with today's episode so you can check that out on the website as well as some other stuff that he's written about the preppers, what preppers to us and to tie in again today when we spoke about the statues those who Delete history are doomed to repeat it is another article he's written on the website and more to come. Yeah. Cool. So not dead podcast or one word to .co .uk. All right. Love you guys. Look after yourselves. Bye. Bye. Bye.